Well, some of the big news is that the Bishop of Steubenville has canceled the traditional Latin Mass on the campus of the Franciscan University in Steubenville. And I'm joined today by my friend Eric Sammons. He's going to let us know what's going on out there and, and, and what the students are going to do. So, Eric, happy Lent to you. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. I hope you're having a happy and miserable Lent. Yes. Penitence, <laughs> penitence. A properly miserable Lent, that is. Right. But joy in the penance. Joy in the penance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what's the deal in Steubenville? What's going on out there? Okay, so the Diocese of Steubenville is a relatively small diocese in eastern Ohio, which Franciscan University is part of it. And a lot of people sometimes kind of meld the two together. But really, it just happens to be that Franciscan University is in the Diocese of Steubenville. And at Franciscan University, it's well known, of course, as historically being a charismatic uh, campus and, and a lot of charismatic Catholics. That's how it was kind of restarted back in the 1970s. But over the years, there's been a growing traditional uh, element at the school, both in the administration, the professors, and particularly with the students. And I went to Franciscan, I was there in the mid 90s. And it was very charismatic then, but it started, you could even see traditionals were starting to come then. But now my kids have been there the past few years, and it's, it's a pretty significant movement. In fact, the um, Latin mass group, the Juventudum Franciscan group, is about 200 students, which is about 10% of the entire student body. So you can tell it's, it's very popular. And so, and I just want to give a shout a out to all those students. Yes. Gladtrad.com is their website. My son's right. a part of it. He told me, make sure you mention the website. So Gladtrad.com. Okay. Glad uh, Eric Sammons and Taylor Marshall give a big shout out to the Gladtrads at Steubenville. We love you. Yes, absolutely. And so they have a monthly mass on campus and it's a, it's a sung mass and they have a, a relatively new major there, sacred music. And so they have a scola that's beautiful, has a lot of the students who are part of that major. They even bring in a, uh, somebody from the outside to conduct it, a choir director for it. Uh, so it's a, it's a big deal. It's beautiful. They do it in the chapel. The chapel's not beautiful, but they do everything they can to make it a very beautiful sung uh, Latin mass. And that's once a month. And they have been asking quite some time to have it more frequently, but that hasn't happened. But nonetheless, they do have it once a month. And then, uh, and they also, there's in Steubenville itself, the city of Steubenville, about a mile away, there's a church, St. Peter's, that has the Latin, a low, typically low Latin mass at noon on Sundays. So once a week, and a lot of students go to that, a lot of professors go to that as well. And so what happened was, is the, the bishop just announced this week that the Latin Mass on campus is canceled, effective immediately. They had already scheduled, they'd already planned out the, the last two months. There was one in March, one in May, I'm sorry, one in March, one in April, and all planned out and said, nope, it's all canceled. And so this kind of came as a shock to a lot of people. I will say, though, that the president of Franciscan, Father Dave Pavanka, he was not happy. I mean, he definitely... Uh, did not want this to happen. He pushed back from my sources tell me he definitely pushed back when the bishop kind of informed him that this was going to happen. Uh, he, he, he's not against the Latin mass being celebrated there at all. He, he understands it's something a, a lot of the students there really appreciate. And so he pushed back, but ultimately the bishop said, nope, we're going to cancel it. 
And is this related to all the news and speculation that maybe April 3rd during Holy Week, we're going to have a big document drop? This is related directly to the rescript, Roche's rescript, um, where basically it's, it's, it's kind of silly. The bishop, I think, is trying to be a little too smart. So here's what happened. He claims that he's trying to, sa he, he's trying to save the Latin Mass in, in Steubenville. And he decided to contact, write a letter to Roche, Cardinal Roche, to ask for a dispensation for the Mass at St. Peter's, which is a parish church. It has a Noah's Ordo, it's other Masses. It's a regular parish church. And he felt that, and I get this from good sources, by the way, he felt like by canceling the one at Franciscan University and not allowing it anywhere else in the diocese, that somehow Roche would then allow it at St. Peter's, which is pretty ridiculous on a lot of levels, because first of all, it's supposed to be banned right now at parish churches. I was so just about to say. Yeah, it, it makes no sense what he's doing, but this is the logic they're saying, is that he feels like if he tells them it's canceled at Franciscan, then they'll allow, they'll allow the dispensation for St. Peter's in downtown Steubenville. And so that's how his, his way of saving the traditional Latin Mass. Now, I do also know that the Vatican, when they found out, certain Vatican officials found out that there was a Latin Mass at Franciscan University. They were not happy about that because, as most people know, Franciscan supplies like a large number of parish and diocesan employees around the country. I mean, almost every diocese has at least a few Franciscan grads working at parishes. And I, I think, and the Vatican knows this, and so I think their, their logic was, they, 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 they're very surprised at Church Latin Master because that's going to infect the whole thing. So maybe that was the Bishop of Steubenville's idea. Uh, ultimately, though, I think, I don't see why Roche would give him a dispensation. I mean, it, I, I just, I mean, why, I mean, he wants it shut down in parishes. They're not going after university chapels yet. So I think it was kind of him thinking a little too hard. But he does claim it's to save the Latin Mass is why he shut it down at the tradition at Franciscan, which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, that's that's the proper response, right? So there. I'm going to save the Latin Mass. Oh, how are you going to do that? I'm going to cancel it. Right. It doesn't make that's sense. Exactly. And like you said earlier, if you read the rescript from Roche, it applies to parishes. And Bishop Paparaki was brilliant. And he said, OK, well, my parish is now an oratory. Booyah. Boom shakalaka. Right now, the rescript doesn't apply because it's an oratory, not a parish. The Bishop of Steubenville did the opposite. He took the one that was exempt on a college campus, canceled that, put it all in the parish. And now if anything comes back from him, like, sorry, that's a parish, kill it. Now you've got no Latin mass. That's exactly right. And, and he was told this by a like number of people. sacrificing a queen on the table to get a pawn. Doesn't make yeah, sense. And he was advised by a number of people in the diocese, this is, this is a dumb idea. Because first of all, most people were recommending just don't do it. Don't don't contact Roche first. You just kind of don't do anything. You wait. And if and the word is that Roche is writing letters to a lot of dioceses, but he had not written to Steubenville. I know that he had not contacted Steubenville and told them, you know, asked him to do anything. It was the Bishop of Steubenville, Montfortin, who actually contacted and sent. And he's already sent the letter. I know that he's already sent the letter to to, to Roche hoping for a dispensation. And 
I mean, maybe Roche will give it, you know, maybe pigs will fly. I mean, you know, who knows what will happen there. But it is a dumb idea because now if he shuts it down at St. Peter's in downtown Steubenville, like you said, there is no Latin mass anymore. Right. Now, how many glad trads are at Steubenville? And then what are they going to be doing now that they can't get a Latin mass? I mean, I guess they're only getting it once a month as is, but... Uh, is there any effort by the university to assist these students who have a devotion to the traditional Latin Mass? There is. Uh, Father Pavanka, like I said, the president of, of Franciscan University, he actually met with the, uh, the Latin Mass group on campus uh, when he found out about it to tell them what was happening uh, and to tell them, you know, he wasn't supportive of this, this decision himself. And so one of the things they're going to do is they're at, the university is actually planning on uh, setting up busing once a month to go to the Latin Mass downtown. Now, it's only about a mile away. You can't really walk it. I mean, some kids, I think my son's done it a few times, but you, it's not a great walk to make if you know the geography it's there. Sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. It's down right. a big hill, so you have to walk up a big hill in your Sunday outfit and all that. Right. So it's not, I mean, some students do it, but most carpool. And so, in fact... I will say St. Peter's is a better place to have Latin Mass because it's a more beautiful church. It is more appropriate. It has a, a high altar and everything you know can be done well there. Um, whereas at Franciscan, like I said, the chapel is not that great. So they you know what you just said, Eric? You know what you just said, Eric? The college chapel is not fitting for the Latin Mass, but it's okay for the Novus Ordo. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, we are, and sadly, I just want to take a little hiatus there. Sadly, people have this double standard in their mind where it's like, oh, well, if it's the Novus Ordo, it can be ugly as sin with shag carpet and felt banners. But for the Latin mass, it needs to be dignified and true. When in reality, we're talking about the same Eucharistic Lord, Jesus Christ. Like the standard should always be the same. But for some reason, we think doing polyester vestments and fake wax candles and all this cheese ball stuff is okay for the Novus Ordo, which I think really does kind well, of like, reveal the theology of the two rites. Yeah, and also it's interesting because my, the first Latin Mass my wife ever went to was at our Novus Ordo parish we went to the years ago, and it wasn't a very good, it wasn't well, it was built in the 70s, so you, you, what you would expect. <laughs> and we, so we've been going to the Ma Novus Ordo Mass there for probably eight or 10 years, and then a new pastor came in and he decided to celebrate the Latin mass uh, once a month or something like that. So we're like, hey, we'll go to it. I had gone to a few before, but my wife had never gone. So we all went. And it's interesting because they tried to set up as well as they could. You know, God bless the pastor for bringing it in. Um, but my wife noticed afterwards, like it didn't fit. Like she didn't notice that before mm -hmm. going to the Novus Ordo at this parish. But when she went to the traditional Latin mass at this parish, all of a sudden, like it, she could kind of see it didn't really work that well, even though she didn't even know the Latin mass at this point, because it was in this, because like you said, it, it just tends once you, when you go to Latin mass, it's like you're, you're just lifted up. And so you expect the, the whole surroundings to, to really fit that. So, yeah, I, I agree. It, it is kind of funny how we do give this double standard, um, which we, we, which we shouldn't, but that's what we right. do naturally. Yeah, I mean, if it's, so if anyway, it's truly Jesus, let's give him our best every right. single time. we got to give him our best. I see this in, in weddings, Eric. Women will be like, I want to wear a beautiful veil. I, I don't want to be in a Novus Ordo round church. I want it to be in a traditional church. 
high altar, crucifix, candles. Got to look good for the pictures. I don't want jagged, weird stained glass in the back of my wedding pictures. And I don't want shag carpet. And the, the response should be, well, if you want that for your wedding, wearing a veil, traditional background, traditional church doors, all this stuff for your, what about the mass? Shouldn't we have veils at mass and high altars and beautiful candles and beautiful statues? Shouldn't everything be appointed perfectly for the mass? If, if we're having that standard for weddings, can we not have that standard for the holy mass? Please. Right. Glad Trads and students will back me up on yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and so the, the, the group is, like I said, over 200 students. And each month they have at least 250 kids at the Latin Mass, which is in the afternoon on a Sunday, which, you know, for college students isn't when they want to be going to Mass. So what time is they it? Have over, I think it's like 2 or 3 o'clock. I can't mm. remember if it's 2 or 3 o'clock, but in the afternoon on a, on right. a Sunday. And they do a good job. Now, I will also say, though, and I, 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 like I said, Father Dave, I give him credit for what he's doing right now. But the fact is they have been pushing for years to have more masses there. They only have it at once a month. They used to have it twice a month, but then they dropped it. To, the administration dropped it to once a month. They wanted to, you know, the, the students want it to be daily or at least weekly. And that never really happened. Uh, there wasn't really the administration. Here's how I look at it. The administration, like the TORs, that's the the Thoreau Franciscans that that uh, the, that run the um, university. They're happy to have the traditional Latin Mass community in the ghetto. They don't <laughs> want to obliterate the ghetto, but they don't want them to come out of the ghetto either. Yeah, that's basically how they look at. It. So they're not. They don't want to get rid of the ghetto. They don't want to get rid of the traditional Latin Mass kids. They understand this is a real desire of these kids, and they don't want to throw them to the corner. But when they get a little too uppity. Right. And say, hey, can we have it once a month? In fact, let me tell you a story. I think it was like two years ago, the student government, the, the president and the vice president of the student body, they did a petition drive to have patents at the, the regular, at, at least one mass on Sunday, the Novus Ordo Mass that they would celebrate, usually in the gym. They didn't use patents. And so this was driven by the students, by the president and the vice president of the universe, of the student body. They did a petition drive, got hundreds and hundreds of signatures from the students saying, yes, could you please have patents at least at one mass so that we could go to that You're talking one about knowing. communion patents. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Communion patents. Yes. They don't do that at Steubenville and they have lots of Eucharistic ministers at the, at the normal Novus Ordo masses they have. And this was shot down by the administration. I mean, hundreds of students. Yeah. Led by the student body president, vice president, want asked for this respectfully and everything, and they wouldn't even give them one match. Sounds so, like it sounds like synodality yeah. to me, doesn't it? Kind of sounds like some synodality <laughs> going on there. Consulting, yeah, I mean people? that's that's right, exactly. It's well, it actually is synodality in that they shot it down. Right. <laughs> I mean that's that's what synodality is these days. Right. All right. So how many so students was, are at Studentville? About two, a little bit over two thousand. And, and 250 are going to Latin Mass. Okay, so everybody at Steubenville watching this, I let's Eric and I want there to be how many? How many do we want to go to Latin Mass this next time, next week? Well, they they have to go down to St. Peter's. Yeah, I know. So but we're going to flood it. We're going to flood it yes. right now. Eric and Taylor, we're and we're going to we're raising the banner, and we're doing a brave heart moment here. Uh, let's get. I think you should get, have 500 kids there at least. Okay, I'm gonna let's go to 600. We want okay, 600 hundred of you 
to stand up for the traditional Latin mass and go to the Latin mass and say, Bishop, we want the Latin mass. We don't just want it on campus. We want it every single day on campus. Here are 600 of us at the traditional Latin mass. Overflow the place. How many seats are in that church? It's not that big. I bet you it only seats maybe 500 or something okay. like that. We're going for 600. 600. Yeah. Make it standing room only. Yeah. And the truth is, it, it is well attended already. It's just, it's the low mass at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's not a great time for college kids and stuff like that. I guess they're sleeping in. Maybe it is. But they want to go out and like run around and stuff like that on sure. Sunday afternoon. But they, they get there. And also, here's another thing. A lot of professors go to that mass at Francisco mm-hmm. University. And so, I mean, it's well known. This is no secret. I'm not really anything. Scott Hahn is at that mass every week. Yep. He's in town and other professors as well. And that's the one they go to. And so if it gets shut down, and so that gets into the question of then if the whole thing gets shut down, right now, it's the only Latin mass around. In, in Pittsburgh, which is about 45 minutes away, there are some Latin masses, including a society chapel. Um, the society has been asked, Society of St. Pius X, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, they have been asked to, to come to Steubenville, um, I won't say by who, but they have been, but they, their basic policy right now is if a diocese has a Latin mass already, they're not going to set up a new one because they just have so many demands on their priest and their people. I mean, they just, they can only do so much, Right. but my guess is, is if they do shut down the Latin mass completely in Steubenville, which I think that might be what Roche does soon, then I think that will be revisited having them come, which of course cause all types of issues as well, but it'll give them an option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, and, 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 you know, this, this Bishop of Steubenville, he just, they've had a lot of problems because another thing to note is this is important to note too. The, somebody, uh, somebody there at Steubenville told me that the eye of Sauron is on this Bishop, i.e. Vat, the Vatican, because there's been financial embezzlement by his, Vicar General, who's gone to jail, his comptroller, they embezzled over $300,000. They had a cathedral. They, they do not have a cathedral, and they have not had one in nine years. Because in 2014, they had to shut it down to renovate it. He tried to raise money for it, and then all of a sudden, this scandal came out. He shut that down, and so they just have this a, a shut-down cathedral church, which is in terrible condition. They don't actually have a cathedral. Then he decided... Without consulting with any of the same bishop or the previous bishop? Yes. No, same bishop. He's been there since 2012. He also decided a few months, like basically this was about a year ago, he said, he announced, oh, we're going to shut down the diocese and merge with the Diocese of Columbus, which is the neighboring bigger diocese. And he didn't consult any of the priests. He didn't, no synodality. He did consult with the other Ohio bishops, and they were like, okay. But he didn't consult with any. So there was a huge uproar when that happened, when it was announced that he was going to shut down the merge it with Columbus. And then he'd probably go off to greener pastures. And in my mind, it was like him just trying to punt from the whole situation. But then what's his there was name? Such what's a the huge Bishop backlash. of Steubenville's name? Let's get uh, the name on the screen here Jeffrey Monfortin. Uh, I can't see M O N F O R T O N. All right, hold up. M O N F O R T O N. And so there was such a pushback, they've pulled back on that, on that uh, plan now to, shut down, to merge the diocese with Columbus. It's not been killed completely, but the fact is, is that, I mean, it just was a terror. And so the point of all this is Is it that, Monforton, M-O-N-F-O-R-T-O-N? Yes, Jeffrey Monforton. 
Bishop Monfort, so, we're, we're praying for you. We want you to do better. Let's yeah. get that Latin mass going and you get those numbers up. You're going to get those, those dollar bills up, shutting down uh, tradition and uh, offending students and parents who are sending kids there for this uh, is another way to dry up your finances. If, you, if all you do is care about money, at least play this right. But and know. I th and I think the administration of Franciscan actually understands that as well. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not saying this is the only reason that they don't want it to be shut down, but the fact is, is I know I get this question all the time from traditional Catholics with have kids who are about to go off to college. They say, "Okay, at Franciscan, can my kid go to the TLM?" And I say, "Yeah, once a month on campus and every week off campus." And and, and I say, usually he can find a ride, something like that. It's not super convenient, but it is possible. And a lot of well-known traditionals actually have kids who have gone there. Uh, Michael Matt, he's had a couple kids who've gone there. And so it has been, while not, it's not traditional school, I get that, it has been an alternative. But right. I know that they would, they also said, if there isn't a traditional Latin mass available to them, I'm not sending my kid there. And I think right. that's a growing number of parents. And so that really impacts the university. And the university is the driver, frankly, it's the biggest thing going, of course, in the whole diocese. Yes. And I mean, this is where most of the Catholic energy is, is through the university. So if the university is not happy, that should make the bishop unhappy, at least ideally. So, right. I mean, just the idea of he, I, I get that he's saying he's trying to save the Latin mass. If he is sincere about that, then he's just incompetent. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, it's an incompetent move what he's doing. Um, he might not be sincere about, it, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I think it, it really does impact. And I think the university knows this. And I think that's why they, they, they're trying to say, I mean, I will say, I mean, Pavanka, Father Pavanka, he, he came out publicly. I mean, it was released in the news that he had written to all the students and said that basically we're going to do everything we can to help these kids who want to go to the Latin mass. So I give them that. I mean, I wish they would, I mean, I wish they just frankly just had it on the university anyway, <laughs> campus. And, you know, what's the bishop's going to fold on that? I mean, because the university has all the power there, frankly. Um, so. All right. Well, I don't know if I ever told you this, Eric, but over 10 years ago, Steubenville, Franciscan University, flew me up to give a talk on the traditional Latin mass. Really? Yeah, on campus. And I remember our room got moved because it was kind of controversial. Now, Taylor Marshall, my name, was not as controversial as it is today. Right. I, I really don't see them. I'm not, I don't really foresee a phone call yeah. coming in today saying, uh, Dr. Marshall, would you like to come up to uh, Franciscan U and give a talk on the TLM? I, yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. But back then it did happen. Yeah. And I came up and there were some staff and some students and uh, yeah, I gave talks on the traditional Latin mass and in particular uh, in relationship to Old Testament liturgy. And it was well received. And I think if my memory serves me right, they had just started a TLM or were getting a TLM. It was kind of, kind of trying to get it kicked off and get people interested in it. And if my memory serves me correct, that was about 10 years ago. So a year I, and a half. Yeah, a year I and a half ago. salute the glad trads. They, they have a uh, debate society there on campus, and each month they debate some topic, and usually maybe 100 kids will come out and watch it. Well, about a year and a half ago, they invited me to come on as one of the debaters, and the, the topic was the Latin Mass and whether or not it should be shut down. This is right soon after Traditionus Custodis came okay. out. 
So I came out there and I argued, obviously, it should not be. And, and just to defend the people who argue on the other side, they do these debates, even if you don't agree with your position, it's more about a matter of like, can you debate a topic well? And, and the, sure. the people I was debating against were very good. Um, but it had a huge turnout, the biggest turnout, I think, their debate society's ever had. And the vote and all these students, few professors, the vote was overwhelmingly for the Latin mass. I mean, it's the highest vote total in the history of the debate club was the one on the Latin mass for the pro Latin mass side. And it wasn't because I was some great debater. It's because the fact that they were like these kids were very much interested in this. And so it just shows there's this real passion on campus for the Latin mass from a very sizable number. I mean, to put in perspective for decades now, Franciscan University has these Saturday night praise and worship services, and they're not masses, but they basically get together and they sing the songs you would expect and yeah. raise their hands and, P and all Dub. that stuff. Yeah. And they, they've been doing that for years. Well, that has been shrinking and that gets probably less students to it now than the traditional Latin mass gets there. There we go. And so it really does show you where the kids are going. And so, I mean, I think the university... I think the university administration resists that some, like I said, they rather the praise and worship service be the bigger one, but they also understand we can't just throw these kids to the curb. The bishop doesn't understand that, obviously. And I think he's just 100% just looking to, to the Vatican. And that's all he cares about is he doesn't want to get in trouble with them. He wants to try to make sure he's, he's in conformity with what they want. And he's not at all looking at his own flock, which is something that I really, that's, I wrote an article in crisis today about this, that these bishops need to stop looking. They need to start looking at their flock rather than a bureaucrat. I mean, what, what does Roche know about some kid at Franciscan university in, in Ohio? He couldn't even pick out Steubenville if you gave him a map of Ohio. Right. So it's like, what does he know? Whereas Bishop Montfortin, at least in theory, he's right there. He should be smelling like his sheep. His sheep want the Latin mass. Yeah. And so he should just frankly ignore what Roche is telling him because he knows. And, and canon law, as you know, a seven tells him he can do that. So I, I just, but the new really Roche rescript says you can't use the canon anymore. Well, if you look at can a seven and the, the second part, it yeah. says that even in the case where it's reserved to the Holy see, which I think that's debatable, but let's just grant that for a second. Even in that case, if there is a history of, the basically the absolute giving this permission, then you can go ahead and do it. And the fact is we've had indult masses since the eighties. Is it something like that? So there is a history of the Vatican giving permission for the traditional mass. So I think a bishop could say, well, I mean, that's why they could at least, here's my point. They could at least delay it. They could ignore it. Then they could right. have can lawyers write back. You don't have to, I mean, Monfortin's jumping into this and, and like proactively shutting it down. And like we saw with Paprocki, if you really want to be a shepherd to your sheep, you can do it. You don't yep. have to find a way to shut it down. Yeah. Change it into an oratory. Right. Problem solved. And all it, right. Well, the, I mean, most thing, of all, I feel, I feel bad for the, the students and the faculty. And I feel bad for the parents who sent their kids. They're like, well, there's a Latin mass option and they're paying tuition you know, hoping their child has access to a traditional mass. And now that looks like it's, well, it's not on campus. And this bishop right. doesn't seem to be really fighting for the faithful on this issue. So, I mean, I just feel bad for these people. Um, and also I know like the traditional Latin mass, it requires a scola, 
servers. I mean, it, it, the apparatus to it is more. So there's students who have obviously invested their time and learning and training. And I'm at, is there a Scola there? Latin Scola? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because they, like I said, they have, a, they have a sacred music major. And so they actually have people, this is really important to them. And this was a way they could actually, you know, live it out and practice it in real life, you know, at, at this uh, Latin mass each month. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, well, maybe, I to... maybe I should fly up there and meet you and we'll pray 15 decades and raise a ruckus. Well, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Latin mass group, you've I'll be there by the way. Okay. Uh, you've Franciscan gladtread.com. They are starting up a novena on the feast of St. Patrick's day through the feast of the annunciation. Okay. And it's on their website that basically a, a, and they're asking for, I think it's like three things. First of all, against any, any um, desecrations of the Eucharist. I think that's a note to the no patent thing. Uh, also, in, thank, in thanksgiving for Latin Masses that have been said there in the past, and then also for a restoration of the Latin Mass uh, as, as soon as possible on campus. So I think it's a beautiful response they're having. Uh, you know, this, and they have the whole Novena prayers on their website and everything. Legit. Love it. Yeah. Glad Trad, Steubenville. Gladtrad.com, that's where it's at? That's right. Gladtread.com. Yeah. All right. We're going to, let's pray a Hail Mary for them. You want to do a Latin one? You can do the Latin one. All right. I'll do the Latin. <laughs> you don't want to hear my Latin. All right. All right. Let's. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ador mortis nostre. Amen. Almighty God and Father, we pray for the Bishop of Steubenville and for those in Rome. We ask that the traditional Latin Mass would be allowed and that it would flourish to the greater honor and glory of the Holy Trinity. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, Eric Sammons, thanks for being on. Uh, a dad of students, someone who knows what's going Absolutely. on. Thanks for, for sharing your info. Heart goes out to all of you students and faculty and everybody up there, Dr. Scott Hahn, everyone else attending the traditional line mass. And, and hopefully, um, through our prayers, through our penance, God will be merciful and, and preserve this great gift for us. Amen. All right. Thank you, Eric Sammons. Till next time, everybody remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Like the video. Share the video on Facebook. Subscribe if you haven't. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. All right. God bless. Bye.